The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, John. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm alright, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky day, Mr. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Uh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, as we roll into the third half of our three-hour tour known as the Tom Sumner Program, um, this is going to be a real interesting hour. I'm really excited. I've been looking forward to this. Um, I get uh, emails from time to time with people recommending ideas for guests on the show, and I'm, I'm going to read a little piece of uh, an email I got recently. I have something really quirky that would be fun for your listeners. <laughs> and and after I read into it, I was I was really excited because uh, it involved a uh, a film that was made uh, back in the '80s that was being revived in uh, it's called Chief Zabu and the uh, forces behind that uh, Zach Norman and uh, Neil Cohen are joining me by phone um, Zach Neil welcome to the show well thank you it's delightful to be here and uh, I loved what I just heard about being alone and together it just took me to the great place and this is neil so uh, the guy you just heard zach is the one who has the professional voice and i'm the guy who sounds like he just <laughs> burnt himself in the stove so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> listen man i <laughs> i started out in boston and i never knew i had an accent and i just talked like that <laughs> uh, my my cousin once uh told a cab driver in Boston that we have an R in the English language, and he was welcome to use it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I, I had absolutely no idea until I was 17 that people didn't speak that way. So well, it's, a I, great, it's a great conditioning. I, I, I have a funny story. I was in the South one time, and I'd been driving all night and, and stopped for gas and went into the the convenience store there to get something to eat and without even realizing where i was i heard this beautiful southern accent and i said to the to the clerk god that's a beautiful accent where are you from and she said detroit 
That's great. Anyway, I love it. Well, that's the very place that I landed when I found out I didn't speak like the other people in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, I I just want to say for listeners who might not recognize your names, with all due respect, that oh, Zach Norman, <laughs> you have certainly seen his work in the in Romancing the Stone, Cadillac Man, Ragtime, Daughters of the Darkness, and uh, and Neil is uh, often what being, I do. He's often behind the scenes. He's he's written for uh, the TV series Twenty Four, The Equalizer, Man and Machine, um, and and so they have a lot of uh, well-established uh, credentials in in show business. Um, but this this movie, and I got a chance to see the movie last week, guys, and. And, oh, and, and I think the uh, I think the person who wrote to me and said that this was something quirky was <laughs> a little on the nose. Um, it is it is kind of quirky. The movie is called Chief Zabu, and it's available on a lot of streaming platforms. I happen to see it on uh, on uh, Vudu. Um, right. But uh, what what made you think that it was time to revive this flick after all these years? Well, extraordinary uh, uh, story. Sorry, go ahead, Neil. Yeah, a a guy named Donald Trump came down an elevator (laughs) a few years ago, and uh, Zach and I happened to be having uh, dinner together, and we looked at each other and said, you know, we made a movie in 1986 about a New York real estate developer who wants to have political power. Maybe it's time that we shared it with the public. And ironically, that movie that we made back in 86 was based on a guy by the name of Donald Trump. I was going to ask if, it was, uh, <laughs> if, if that's it was. who you had in mind. Um, and oh, boy, did we ever. I mean, he had just finished the high-rise uh, building, you know, the Trump Tower. Uh, three years before, and uh, he, he was just all over the place, but a, a rather monosyllabic, from my perspective, uh, uh, loud guy who was all over the place. So we we hi- hired a great actor by the name of Alan Garfield, who you know maybe had 120 pictures, and uh, I was in the real estate business as a kid and as an adult. So we just went to town, and go ahead, Neil, yeah. tell them the well, genesis. Well, I think before we get off the, the Trump genesis, it should be pointed out that Zach was introduced to his wife by Blaine Trump, who was married to Trump's brother. So uh, he was certainly... Yeah, the guy that just died. And, and she, she became the doyen of New York City, and we were friendly. I won't go into the detail of it. Uh, but she introduced me to my wife, and I remember years later walking into Michael Douglas's, who was a buddy of mine and a partner of mine from Romancing the Stone. I walked in, he had a party there, and she looked at me when I walked in, and she said, Hello, Zach. And I never heard her speak that way before. <laughs> so that's what happens when you grow up. I I love oh, man. the I love the line in the movie uh, Zach when uh, you're riding in the convertible you're going to see uh, uh, Ed um, 
Lauder. Yeah, Ed Lauder. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh -huh. All right. You're going to see him. He's he's the big financier. You're going to get him to invest in this uh, in this country. Um, let's see if I can even <laughs> if I can remember. No, no, no. I was getting. I was giving you the real name. <laughs> Go uh, ahead, Neil. The country. Yeah. Yeah. Tiburaco. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Tiburaco, right, um, right. But it was ba based on Namibia in Africa, but nevertheless. Yeah. The, um, but, the, but the thing that was, uh, the line was, uh, you, were, you were talking to this, uh, to this character, um, the, uh, the guy who is fashioned after Donald Trump, and, and you're telling right. him, we're going to see buildings with your name on them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot right. of that's based on the fact that um, in New York, if you ever went to uh, Kennedy Airport back then or, or now, uh, on the highway down there, just before you get to the airport, there's a building called the Trump Pavilion, which is the ugliest building. It's an old brick uh, hospital or something. It's a hospital, it was so funny to see this thing, uh, you know, pronounced as a pavilion when the thing looked like a, a, a troubled middle school. And uh, so uh, <laughs> that, that certainly influenced uh, the megalomania. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a scene in the movie where Alan and I are driving along, and I look over there. He wants to be rich, and he wants to be famous. And I said, you see that? that building over there and it was of course the trump pavilion i said someday it's going to be your pavilion with your name on it and he's yeah this ben sydney pavilion he said i love that <laughs> so we were really truly right on the trump trail but never ever ima imagining the guy would be the president of the united states that that never occurred to anybody you agree neil i totally agree and, and you know we were delighted to, to bring the picture out and uh, uh, suddenly the hollywood reporters giving it a good review and the new york times is doing a feature on it and all these kind of crazy bloggers are coming out of the woodwork talking about it so we're having a fun ride with this thing one thing is very important to know that a week before we opened the movie in 87 and we had a very good independent distribution company literally a week before opening in LA and New York and then around the country our distributor went into bankruptcy and that stopped everything because as you know in bankruptcy they grab all assets and bingo so it was about three or four years later when we figured out that this was not going to happen. And uh, Neil and I went our own way. So the movie, and, was, uh, the, the movie was made, but it was essentially shelved. Never released. Yeah. 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 And, and somehow so. the fact that it, it existed um, and with, uh, Zach had always taken an ad uh, in Variety once a week that said, Zach Norman as Sammy and Chief Zabu. Well, unbeknownst yeah. to us, because we didn't follow that world, it became a, a, a catchphrase on a show called Mystery Science Theater 3000. And uh, right. this is this kind of, uh, you know, underground phenomenon on TV 
where people were always saying, uh, and Zach Norman is Sammy and Chief Zabu, which we didn't know about until... It was a joke, uh, and they didn't <laughs> tell that story, Neil, as we're walking. San Fernando Valley and saw a guy with a T-shirt with Zach's face on it saying, Zach Norman is Sammy and Chief Zabu. And we said, I mean, what, what's going this, on? This is man? 20... 24 years later, and I'm looking at this guy's shirt. I couldn't believe it. And he said, what do you mean, mystery science? And then he realized he's talking to Zach, the guy who's on his own T-shirt. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, man. We hooked into a whole different thing. Uh, you know, uh, I just got to, as a little aside, because I made a note or two here. Now, Tom... I got to interview you for one second. <laughs> were, were you a drummer? I was. Well, so that's a, was that. That's so that's what he was I, telling me before well, we went on the air. That's right. That's right. Flam, paradiddle, all those things we have in common. And I tell you, that got me out of my house and into the nightclubs when I was 14 with a phony birth certificate. And I would sit there and play, and shows would come on, and I would see this... This, these guys coming up, and they called them comedians, and they got all the girls and about seven times the money I was making. <laughs> so all of a sudden, I said, I like that, <laughs> and I became a comedian. Yeah, there's, Unbelievable. There's, there's not much funny about drums. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love the drums, but I uh, man, I wanted to play the clarinet. And my father said, no, no, they don't have any more. This is in the third grade. And I said, what about a trumpet? They don't have any of those. And finally he said, how about drums? My father always wanted to be a drummer. So that's how I became a drummer. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Why, why clarinet, Zach? It, it was easy to carry. Ah. Uh, and, uh, I, and, I, and I liked the sound. But here I am walking with, you know, a bass drum. And I, I mean, it was a heavy trip. As as you know, just you just don't walk around with a little bag. No, that's true. Yeah. I traveled all over the country with mine, and it it's not like carrying a clarinet. That's for sure. Oh man! So at any rate, it was a, it was the, the joyful beginning of getting me out of a house and a world that most people just stay in their house and their world. And, now, and Tom, this is gonna, all, of course. We're going to get back to. To the chief in a second, but there's so many degrees of separation. I mean, you think we're strangers and stuff like that, but here you guys are drummers. Um, did you have cousin Brucey on already this morning, or yeah. is he going to be on? Yeah, it was just in the hour before, just in the last well, hour. Brucey happens to be my neighbor in upstate New York, where I've got a place since 1983, and oh, that's uh, funny. we always each other in the local cafes and restaurants and supermarkets so i'm so delighted he's kicking off this uh, new show and then uh because he's just the nicest guy you'll ever meet oh we had we had a blast and i'm enjoying this conversation but i have to go to break um can you guys stick around for three or four minutes oh we'll are you kidding what a what a treat 
we'll uh, we'll dig down some more and we'll get uh, and we'll get into uh, the whole thing behind Chief Zabu when we return. If you're listening to us on 92.1 FM, we're going to let them squeeze a few words in edgewise or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming the show, we're going to have some messages as well. We'll be right Hello, back. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Tom Sumner Program has hosted live candidate forums for local, state, and national offices at bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and colleges. Armchair Politics has gone to Lansing, Frankenmuth, Birch Run, and Hell. Michigan, that is. We've done shows all the way to the Mighty Mac and back to the Briggs. We've done remotes from a baseball stadium in Lansing, a grocery store opening in Flint, and from a moving train. We'd like you to tell us where to go next. You can write us at TomSumnerProgram.com. Call us at at 810-339-8255 or contact us on Facebook or Twitter. This is your chance to tell the Tom Sumner program where to go. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob Hope back once again to tell you it's better to have pepsodent flowing over your teeth now than to have water running under your bridge later. 
Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone. And Genesee Health Plan can help. I called and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, healthcare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together and together we'll get through it. The Tom Sumner Program.com Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. My guests this hour, this is uh, really fun. Our, um, well, we have uh, Zach Norman, who played Sammy and Chief Zabu, and Neil Cohen, who lives right near uh, Cousin Brucie. <laughs> Very good. And I felt I was just on the Flint River. It was great, man. I was lying back. It was nice. Well, thanks for sticking around, guys. Um, Zach Norman and Neil Cohen. Neil, I want to I want to ask you, as uh, writer, yeah. producer, director, etc., um, how this movie got made to begin with back in 1986. Well, I'm the co-writer, co-director with Zach and, 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 and co-producer with Zach. Um, and the way it, it got generated is uh, Zach and I were writing some scripts together. And he came back and reported a meeting that he was invited to uh, to meet a guy uh, named uh, Chief Kapu, uh, who was in New York to uh, uh, get recognized by the United Nations. His nation, Namibia, was breaking away from South Africa. So Zach was invited to a uh, hotel suite at the Sherry Netherlands, a very fancy hotel in New York on Fifth Avenue. And as he reported back to me, he walked into the suite, and there was this guy, Chief Kapu, a, a very intelligent, nice-looking guy in a business suit, surrounded by every hustler and uh, a crook in New York uh, in the business world. Every Wall Street guy that I'd ever seen. Every Wall Street guy. And for some reason, Warren Beatty and Elizabeth Taylor were there. So uh, That's right. This poor man was screwed and made a U-turn, left the meeting, reported the meeting to me, and I said, that's our movie. Let's throw away everything else we're writing, and this is the movie we got to do, because this is a movie we can make together and direct together. So we wrote the script, and uh, uh, Zach was able to raise the, you know, the, the, the relatively small amount of money it would take to shoot the movie. We shot the movie in uh, 15 days. Um, and uh, not knowing, because it was the first time we directed a movie, that when you direct your first movie, it's not supposed to have 43 speaking roles, 23 locations, and take place in three cities on two continents. We thought that was <laughs> how you always make your first independent movie. Um, and uh, so we made this movie. Uh, Zach knew a guy who knew a guy, and uh, we shot the entire movie on a college campus, except for three days in Manhattan, every time you would walk into a building in Manhattan, the interior would be at Bard College, some location at Bard College, 100 miles north of New York City on the Hudson River, um, except for two days we spent at Zach's timeshare in St. Croix, which was uh, the island of Tiburaco. So when you go to the radio station in Tiburaco, you're also at Bard College. 
and uh, we just had a blast uh, making this movie with some of the greatest character actors who, when they heard that uh, Zach and Alan Garfield were in it, they said, we want to be in it too. So half the cast is from the Actors Studio out of New York um, and all kinds of uh, people who you've seen, uh, Alan Arbus. Oh, he's, he's, he's always great. Yeah. Alan Arbus is just incredible, um, and he was so helpful. Ed Lauder, who had only played heavies in the movie, uh, we called his agent, and the guy said, oh, Ed will do it. And we said, but you haven't read the script. He said, no, no, Ed will do it. Well, he said, well, why will Ed do it? He said, well, what nobody knows is Ed started out as a stand-up comedian, but nobody will ever give him a comic role. So if he hears he's got a comic <laughs> role, he'll do it. So that's how Ed Lauder wound up in the thing. And uh, that's the genesis of Chief Zabu. And, and, it's, and that's really interesting about Ed Lauder because he, he is always heavy, always uh, brilliant and, and uh, 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 decisive and, and so on. And yeah. he's kind of an airhead in this movie, and it's fun to watch totally. him. It's, it's fun to watch him work those muscles. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I Absolutely. He was so happy. Yeah, he was so yeah I must interject one, one piece of reality about that meeting. We yeah. took the literal words that I heard from the lead character who was heading the meeting, uh, and what he said is, is, ladies and gentlemen, to all these hustling business people, the name of the game is no more mergers and acquisitions. The name of the game today is countries. And he literally said that, and that's the whole thing about this movie. Everybody was trying to grab a piece of, uh, uh, not well, Namibia, we call <laughs> yeah. it. So it, that's where it all came from. And, yeah, and, and we moved the location from uh, uh, South Africa to the South Pacific, where at that point a, a bunch of island nations were trying to break away from France, while France was still doing open-air nuclear tests on these islands. That's right. We got a chance to make a, a, a political movie, maybe in the vein of a, you know, a, a comedy that was our sense of humor, but there's a lot of politics, which should not be surprising, because here's another little anecdote that actually connects to Flint by, I don't know how many degrees of separation, but Michael Moore, who made the, the movie about the Flint and all that stuff, um, Michael Moore's favorite documentary and the movie that turned him into a director is a movie called Hearts and Minds. And Hearts and Minds won the Academy Award in 1974, I think it was, for Best Documentary. It was an anti-Vietnam War film that was made about the Vietnam War that when it was completed, the studio out in Hollywood refused to uh, distribute it. They got too many... Columbia so Pictures, we got a lot of pressure. FBI, and Zach stepped in and raised the money to distribute Hearts and Minds, and he's the presenter of the movie. If you go to uh, that site, you'll see, you know, Howard Zucker, that's Zach's alter ego, presents. That's how I started, John. So, it, for better or worse, you could thank Zach Norman for maybe opening <laughs> the Vietnam War, but definitely kicking off Michael Moore's career. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if that's uh, uh, 
should be praised or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, it should it should be because it stopped the war. That's that's the big one. Well, fair and fair then, point. I I was referring more to Michael Moore. Oh, um, oh I'm <laughs> sure. So as, as I'm saying that, I've got. You know, I don't know where I'm at with this cat. So, uh, you know, from, uh, well, I don't want to go that deep. We'll just keep it light and frothy. Yeah, let's, <laughs> and, let's, and let's do. Zach, you said something earlier about uh, when Donald Trump came down that escalator and made that announcement that he was going to run for president, and nobody, oh, yeah. nobody thought yeah. that was real. Um, oh, I certainly, we, we, it happened to be on the 15th of July, 2015, and I only remember, it's your 16th maybe, I uh, only remember it because it was my anniversary, and it was such a day, and we were just having this dinner before the, my dinner, the, my next dinner, uh, and all of a sudden we hear that Trump is... Uh, announcing he's running for president it was like impossible to us we looked at each other and couldn't believe it and we said let's find that negative and believe me we had yeah. to go and look for the picture yeah because 30 yeah. years later yeah the movie chief zabu was never released but it was never completed. released it was completed and here we grabbed it i we found it after really days of looking under a staircase in my basement <laughs> which is you know absolutely it's impossible so finally after 30 years we get to look at this movie now look what happens to a human's mind if they're working after 30 years it's like different people so when neil and i sat and looked at what we had and what we had done and it ran about 90 minutes yeah. yeah. We, I don't think we had, as you said, Neil, not one argument about one yeah. cut that we made, and we cut the picture about 15 minutes. Yeah. We had no outtake, so all we had to work with was the finished picture that we had, and it just became a different, a, a, a uniquely different picture. Same thing, of course, but tighter, funnier. And more relevant, and and, and, and then we what we had to do is, yeah, and and then what we had to do, we we loved the movie, but we had to get it transferred to digital, and uh, you know, uh, my technology is a rotary phone, so uh, oh, I'm with you the there. Between me and that, you know, so we we had to go to the the, the last laboratory in Hollywood that handles 35 millimeter film negative and we walked in to see the head of this studio the head of this lab and said look we don't have any bread but we got this movie and we need it transferred to digital and he heard our story and he said well you know even though you guys are an aggregate 143 years old you are legitimate first time independent low budget filmmakers so I'll give you the student rate and uh, <laughs> that's it that's how we were able to afford to get the movie you put onto digital. It, it was unbelievable, and here oh, we were funny. at a film festival uh, at the night uh, of the movie. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. that's how long it took us to get it all together. But it's been the joy of uh, my and Neil's life 
just putting yeah. this and thing together, man, it's wild. And then to watch what happened in these years since then. I don't know if you heard last night uh, uh, the president saying that if he loses, that doesn't mean he's leaving. <laughs> oh, I, I yeah, mean, it's, I, it's, it's mind-boggling. But it, it's, uh, you know, right after the guy in Chief Zabu. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I can see the Capitol Police uh, literally, oh. you know, carrying him out of the building. <laughs> yeah. or, 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 maybe, or maybe surrounding the building and not allowing the other guy in. Oh, that's Biden funny. Biden who? Us, what, what, are you guys considering doing a sequel? And we say, well, we got to see what happens first. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 true. Um, although the the character in Chief Zabu um, is is just beginning a political career at the end. Of the oh, day. that's right, that's right. He's it's all new to him, and uh, you know he ends up just at the end of the picture. He's reached his political dream, but nothing like uh, like uh, Trump. But right. who knows? You know, eventually that man could have been our president. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting how easily it is to get caught up in this stuff. Uh, again, I spend a little time in a, a small town in upstate New York, and you get involved in the local politics because it's fun. There's a town hall. You know everyone who's there. And, yeah. and very quickly you find out if you've got an opinion that gets a lot of applause at the town meeting, well, it's very intoxicating to get that applause. <laughs> and even if you don't quite agree with what you just said, you want to get another round of applause. And uh, in the making of Chief Zabu, by the time Alan Garfield, as an actor, makes this preposterous political speech at the end, and the audience, which is the people in the movie watching him make this speech, are applauding him and talking about what a great political career he's going to have. <laughs> well, the actor himself, the actor himself didn't understand why Zach and I and the crew were laughing. <laughs> That's right, man. He was, he was just laying it down as he truly believed. He said, he came by the way, I grew up. In, Go ahead, Zach. Yeah, I grew up in a, in a political family, seven miles outside of Boston, and I was sitting there as a kid watching these things go on. Of course, not at the level of Washington, but it was the same game. And people would, I would listen to people talk about. Now, what does a guy have to pay if he owns a bar and he wants to stay open after hours? Well, there are a couple of cities in this country that, that are, mean, besides <laughs> Washington, that are known for politics, yeah. and that would be Chicago and Boston. Yeah, and it was heavy. The things I watched and had no idea. I thought this was life, you know. And uh, it was amazing. I remember, uh, if you want to be a bookmaker, I remember a guy, how much you had to pay to, uh, to be a bookmaker, which was illegal, of course. But nobody bothered you if you were, you know, part of a certain group that paid. So politics, were, for me, was a different perspective. And if you watch it today and look what's going on, 
Boy, oh boy, some of the things are just incredible, but so blatantly political. Amazing. Um, the the movie uh, Chief Zabu, now that, that it's uh, actually been released and, and it's available and people can see it, what kind of uh, reactions and responses are you getting? Well, well we've you, been you, getting you, a, uh, yeah. Yeah, we've been getting no, a go really ahead, go fun ahead. response, yeah, both from uh, sort of the conventional media types, but I'm just delighted that so many young people, I mean, we're getting, you know, written up in these weird zines and blogs all over the country because people are, you know, looking to see what's a kind of authentic cult movie. I mean, we didn't concoct this thing and go into a time machine and, and, and go back to 86 and make it. This is a thing that's been kind of hidden and people have wondered about it. I mean, there was just an article about it in a magazine called Hot Corn, which is a media magazine out of Italy. I mean, it was like the craziest thing that Chief Zabu is being discussed in Italy. So, uh, well, the big, the big one, the big one, the big one, which is almost impossible, is it's not just on Voodoo. It's also on Amazon, Google, and Disney's iTunes. So all of a sudden, uh, as Neil says, it's uh, the real great gratification is to have young people reacting and not only laughing but comprehending what's going on, because it's really an, as you as you saw, it's a uh, it's a it, it, it's a a put on, but but not a put on of the reality. So much of the reality of politics. It, it really is fun in that way. Go ahead, Neil. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's also a reaction from a lot of younger people, and I, I kind of dig being an old guy being able to say younger people. Um, <laughs> that. And by the way, Neil is a younger guy to me, so let's keep it all straight. Who's who? Exactly. <laughs> you, you can be preposterously ambitious if you have no money. Like, having no money to make a movie should not hinder your ambition to do whatever your art is, whether it's... Oh, especially today, my goodness. You know, you're walking around with a movie studio in your pocket. Uh, Unfortunately, I can't figure out call waiting, but uh, I think a lot of other people can. And, uh, you know, you don't have to limit it. I mean, if you want to make a movie about two people, that's great. But if you want to, you know, have your imagination flow, just try it. The worst thing that can happen is it stinks or people don't like it or you like it and no one else likes it. But I think a lot of people dig the idea that we made a movie that's about something that's got all kinds of, yeah, yeah, goofy different kinds of comedy in it, uh, has a lot of actors in it, and we did it in a week and a half. You know, uh, somebody would say, hey, you did something in a week and a half. You're still talking about it 34 years later. You should have your head examined. But uh, and, for, and for a budget that fun. blockbusters spend on lunch. <laughs> we lived at the dorm and we ate in the cafeteria at Bard College. <laughs> and everybody in the cast accepted that, except the star of our picture, Alan Garfield. He said, "No, no, no, man! I'm not living in a in a uh, a dorm and a cab." So we got him a nice a nice place. 
But he was so lonesome there that every day we'd see him, you know, walking into the cafeteria. <laughs> he just wanted to be like all of us with people. Pretty funny. Have you found that, uh, I, I was going to ask how the movie was doing, but in, in particular, how's it doing in light of this whole pandemic thing when a lot of people are stuck at home and uh, looking for things to watch? Are, are you benefiting from that? Well, well we're, I we're think benefiting. Because, yeah, yeah. Because people, this this streaming thing is so wild because so many more people are seeing the movie than if we had had a, a kind of, in, in, in this climate, even the climate before the pandemic began, of getting people into theaters nowadays, getting people to see art movies, getting people to see cult movies. It's very difficult. Now people could sit in their living room and enjoy something. Press a button. Yeah, press a button, 74 minutes, and they didn't have to get a babysitter. They didn't have to find parking. They didn't have to do any of that stuff. The question is really doing what we're doing with you and getting the word out because yeah. it's, it's awfully difficult for a little unknown picture to have people know it's out there and know it's on these major platforms and all I have to do to press a button. So that's our main job at this point. And ironically, whoever and whatever happens uh, with the election, I think because it's about Trump and the political world and system, that this thing is going to have a history long after this election. That's, that's what I've been getting from pretty intelligent people, and so have you, so you, Neil, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, at some point when this is all over, you know, we'll, we'll do or as it's, you know, we'll do some drive-ins, we'll do, we'll, we'll do some crazy locations. Uh, I have a bunch of friends uh, from Detroit, and they said that there's like this real groovy Buckminster Fuller Planetarium up in Flint there, uh, that, uh, you know, that would be a great place to show the movie Chief Babo. Yeah, well, anyway, you should mention you, you should mention what we did after after he was elected. We put a show together, and that's how we were going to publicize this movie. What we would do is go into a um, a theater or a nightclub, and we would have the movie shown. But we'd get up beforehand and tell the history of the movie, show the movie, and then do a stand up Q and A. And it really, really worked. As a matter of fact, as, as Neil said, we got the front page of the art section of the New York Times, and we were really cooking. So the idea was to go from every major city to major city <clears throat> and let them know the words, Chief Zabu. And bingo, came the pandemic. So there was no going anywhere. So here we are, and uh, yeah. uh, on streaming, but but uh, not really enough places because the the people spend huge amounts of money in advertising, and that's of course not our particular bag. <laughs> so but, but it, we uh, yeah, but it's fun that a bunch of film clubs have now picked it up and they've made it their oh, it's great film to then have conversations about. Uh, this weekend, actually, a bunch of students are organizing a Chief Zabu screening and party at Bard College where we shot the picture. So this is, I oh, don't know, fun. maybe 
three generations later, they're going to be seeing a movie that was shot on their campus uh, back in 1986 before any of them were born. So uh, that's, that's a kind of cool little note there. Yeah, and by the way, when when we realized what was happening with the pandemic and so forth, we we had some more ideas and reflections about the picture. And Neil and I went back in and we did a final 2020 cut on the movie, reflecting those now, not 30, but four more years in understanding. And Zach? we finished cutting the picture on April 7th, the very day hey, that Alan Zach, Garfield... Zach, i got to interrupt you here. i got another hey, break. Sure. Can you stick around? Oh, I love it. Yes. All right. Yes, we'll be right back. To the Tom Sumner Show right now. And now. And now, too. And even now. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. They say singing can help you remember things, so here's some tips for parents out there during these tough times. Number one. Make sure your kids wash their hands for 20 seconds after they've coughed or sneezed Achoo. or been outside. Two. Virtual playdates, social and physical distancing can help save lives. Three. Tell them they're safe and show your love and pride. Yes, we'll get through this together. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Tom Sumner program has hosted live candidate forums for local, state, and national offices at bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and colleges. Armchair Politics has gone to Lansing, Frankenmuth, Birch Run, and Hell, Michigan, that is. We've done shows all the way to the Mighty Mac and back to the Briggs. We've done remotes from a baseball stadium in Lansing, a grocery store opening in Flint, and from a moving train. We'd like you to tell us where to go next. You can write us at TomSumnerProgram.com. Call us at 810-339-8255 or contact us on Facebook or Twitter. This is your chance to tell the Tom Sumner program where to go. Do you have feelings of inadequacy? Do you suffer from shyness? Do you sometimes wish you were more assertive? If you answered yes to any of these questions, ask your doctor or pharmacist about tequila. Tequila is the safe, natural way to feel better and more confident about yourself and your actions. Tequila can help ease you out of your shyness and let you tell the world that you're ready and willing to do just about anything. You'll notice the benefits of tequila almost immediately. And with a regimen of regular 
$10 doses, you can overcome any obstacles that prevent you from living the life you want to live. Shyness and awkwardness will be a thing of the past, and you'll discover many talents you never knew you had. Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila may not be right for everyone. Women who are pregnant or nursing should not use tequila. However, women who wouldn't mind nursing or becoming pregnant are encouraged to try it. Side effects may include dizziness, nausea, vomiting, incarceration, erotic lustfulness, loss of motor control, loss of clothing, loss of money, loss of virginity, delusions of grandeur, table dancing, headache, dehydration, dry mouth, and a desire to sing karaoke and play all night rounds of strip poker, truth or dare, and naked twister. Warning, the consumption of alcohol may make you think you're whispering when you're not, is a major factor in dancing like a retard, may cause you to tell your friends over and over again that you're in love with them, also may cause you to think you can sing. Alcohol may lead you to believe that ex-lovers are really dying for you to telephone them at four in the morning. Alcohol may make you think you can logically converse with members of the opposite sex without spitting. It may create the illusion that you are tougher, smarter, faster, and better looking than most people, and it may lead you to think people are laughing with you. Alcohol may cause pregnancy, and it also may be a major factor in getting your ass kicked. So what are you waiting for? Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila! I get the uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. Oh, but Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen in the Twilight Zone. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I uh, am so enjoying this hour spent with uh, Zach Norman and Neil Cohen, the writers and uh, producers, directors of a... Uh, uh, unreleased 1986 film called Chief Zabu that has now been released and is available on a variety of streaming platforms. It is so much fun talking with you guys. Thanks for sticking around and spending this hour with me. Well, thank you. Well, and uh, I mean, for me, I went from uh, the beautiful river to tequila and uh, <laughs> put them together yeah. and I just kept rolling along. Makes it for a pleasant great. afternoon, doesn't it, Zach? <laughs> yeah. I was I, I I never heard that ad before. That's wild. Um yeah. any any chance of uh theatrical release or will it all be uh streaming and and special events like drive in theaters and things? Well, I, I, I think really one, yeah, go, go ahead, ahead, Neil. Yeah, Neil, you go first. No, no, no. I'll Neil, go first Neil. because we don't agree on everything. But maybe this. <laughs> uh, I think we uh, agree on most things. Yeah, um, I, I think once uh, people are allowed to congregate, I think the idea is to have special screenings in towns like Flint and towns like Detroit, and because uh, it's an opportunity, quite frankly, for us. To go to all different places I haven't been to. I mean, Zach toured uh, doing uh, a comedy opening for The Temptations and uh, has, uh, you know, been on uh, locations all around the place. Uh, I'm a little more limited to, to what I've seen. And, uh, you know, when we were laying out the tour, we just picked, like, gee, what cities would we love to go to? And what fun <laughs> country have we not seen? It would be so much fun to engage with a live audience uh, watching this movie. Yeah, and it's a great way to open the uh, the movie in a town. That's another thing. We can open with a show and then let it play because 
the show itself and the movie uh, really gets a lot of attention in the press locally. You know, if anyone wants to... If anyone wants to stream, uh, rent the movie, then they could. Uh, we could have a virtual Q and A. Write us an email, and we'll answer any question. Hey, let me let me just make this uh, one suggestion, if you don't mind. We have here in uh, in Flint, we have uh, at the uh, Flint Institute of Arts, they have a theater in the in the uh, art institute that they uh, that they schedule regularly. Uh, with independent films and art films, um, it's it's kind of interesting. Sometimes they do, uh, you know, they'll do a, a, a bunch of screenings of short films that got Academy Awards, but you know, you're never mm-hmm. going to see them in a movie theater. And I, I right. was just going to suggest that there are probably some some uh, art organizations in cities around the country that that you might want to send a note to. That's no, a definitely. brilliant idea, really, truly. It's a brilliant idea, and we are, you know, I mean, this is one that's now on our list. Uh, I haven't even I haven't even thought of that, you know, and it's a great one. People us from the equivalent in Omaha, Nebraska. There's an art institute in Omaha. Well, they're everywhere, I'm sure. The cultural stuff. Uh, 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 my uh, niece is part of a dance company in Columbus, Ohio, so she's connected yeah. to the arts world over there. So these are all places where we'd love, love to show. Right. The problem, of course, now is that, you know, you can't congregate. So yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's the problem. And as soon as that gets overcome, I think we're going to have a, a party. I don't know how long it'll go because of our chronological disposition. <laughs> you understand that. <laughs> are, are you saying we're getting too old for this Stuff. I'm not too old uh, <laughs> consciously, but I'm feeling things I haven't felt before. So stick around and you'll understand. I, I know that feeling, <laughs> Zach. I, I really no, do. not like I know. <laughs> I know because people say to me, yeah. say to me Go what's ahead. your advice to have a, a, a long career uh, in the arts or whatever your passion mm. is? And Stay I, alive. Very simple. Try not to drop dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're kind of working it, on right now. Yeah. Get up it's every day and do it. Oh, it, but it's the joyous time of my life, and I'm not kidding, because at this point to uh, reflect and uh, appreciate, and every day when something you know goes wrong, as it does with most people. For a moment or two, I just stop and say, hey, man, I got too many other things to do. I'll just uh, smile and proceed. It's, it's really a, a, a wonderful, wonderful world that I never anticipated uh, reaching. And I'm not kidding. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm having more fun now than ever. I mean, uh, you know, look at me in the past. I was a very morose guy. But now I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm happy about everything. Well, <laughs> you better be. <laughs> Guys, I really appreciate uh, the, the time we've spent today, and I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about what we're talking about. So this is a great opportunity for one or the other or both of you to 
uh, talk about the different platforms that the movie is available on, but if you right. have websites where people can find out more about yeah. you and the work that you've done, this movie, and whatever's coming down the pike. And you're talking great. about Neil now because I'm that much older than him. <laughs> <laughs> so so you, you could rent the movie uh, for like $3.99 or uh, buy it for $9.99 on Amazon, Voodoo, iTunes, or Google, and uh, watch it that way. If you want to find out more information, there's a website, uh, www.chiefzaboo.com, which has all our reviews and trailers and uh, stuff about us in the film. And, uh, yeah, uh, join the party and reach out to us. Uh, happy to talk to anybody about the movie, anybody from the, the, the mystery science theater world, anybody from the indie film world, anybody from the comedy world, or the police. Let me, let me clarify that, and let me just say anybody. Okay, that's easier, because I've been talking about it. Neil, one last one. Chief Zabu, C H I E F Z A B U, Chief Zabu. Neil, one last thing. Do you have a website yeah. where people can uh, uh, learn a little bit more about your your work, past, present, and future? Yeah, for me, you want to go to a website that has the odd name of American Gargoyles. It's a, it's a kid's book that I wrote and illustrated that's out now that's going to be made into an animated show, and uh, uh, it has a, a bio about me and uh, a, a stuff that I've done. And uh, if you uh, go to IMDb, you'll see everything about Zach, and you'll be amazed how many times you've seen the guy and how much you actually know about him. Well, and that's and and that's what I was trying to get at with my awkward introduction. <laughs> Zach, same question for you. Do you have uh, Do you have a website? Are you ready? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know what IMDb is. So that's the difference between me and you guys. I just keep rolling along at this point, and when they give me these electronic devices you know i lie down <laughs> well i am so glad that both of you uh rolled by this way today oh I, my well, pleasure and well, neil i'm sure and thank you so much for being open to talk to a couple of nuts like us oh i really appreciate it tom and it's wonderful meeting you and and to have the same common denominator of flams and paradiddles and things <laughs> like that, hi-hats and bass drums. That's good, man. That gets you moving. Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, thank you both, and uh, best of luck with Chief Zabu and everything thank else you. in life. And, uh, thank Tom, you, Tom. I hope I get to meet show. you someday. Yeah, it's a terrific show you put on, so just uh, keep, keep going, man. This is just great stuff. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Bye-bye. That was uh, Zach Norman. He uh, plays Sammy in Chief Zabu, which is kind of different from his roles in Romancing the Stone, Cadillac Man, Ragtime, Daughters of, of the Darkness, and others. And uh, Neil Cohen, a writer, producer, director who has written for 
the TV series 24, The Equalizer, Man and Machine, and others, I'm sure. Anyway, what a, what a treat. I saw the movie uh, about a week ago, and, and it is everything that we said it was when we were talking. Uh, I also want to say thanks to uh, Cousin Brucey. Check him out Saturday nights at WABC. And uh, also want to say thanks to um, uh, my uh, first guest today, uh, who was um, married to... Uh, well, I'm just running out of time here. Andrian, who was uh, married to Carl Sagan. I want to thank all my guests today, and we'll uh, see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Good night, everybody. Regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner program. And thanks for listening.